Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Say a couple of words, just make sure it's all good. Hello. Oh my God, you're very close. To yeah, because it, that's when it sounds really nice. Okay, that means I'm going to get close Yeah, because well, that's when people feel like it's a really intimate listen. It's much nicer to be right on top of the mic. Right on top of the mic. <laughs> There's a great joke in there somewhere. Oh, you are, Mike. Yeah. You want to get right on top of the mic? I've heard that before. Stop <clears throat> it. Okay, sorry. Um, but it's quite nice to be able to make you chuckle. Yes. Today. Yes. Even if it is with a slightly rude joke. Yes. Um, how are you feeling? I'm okay. 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 I'm a bit bruised. Yeah. Um, I'm going to quickly explain and I'm not going to talk too much about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Because it's all a bit close. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't even know how to say it. But my dad, um, my dad unexpectedly took a turn for the worse on Sunday. Lots of you know he had Alzheimer's. And um, I did manage to get down there to see him. And um, I was with him when he died. Mm. Um, he died last night, which would be Monday night yeah. at 9.22. And um, Michael and I were there. Yeah. And other members of my family. And it was... Um, peaceful. Peaceful. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it was quite a... I feel so weird today. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do a short podcast. Today. Very short, yeah. Um, because, um, <clears throat> it's quite a nice thing to do this, isn't it? it? You know, for us. It's definitely, well, I feel like, because mm. it's been quite a weird day, it's just something to just take my mind off it a bit. Yes, you know, normalise the day. Yeah, yeah. Post, post something like this, mm. you spend the whole day either mm. talking about it mm-hmm. or comforting other people, mm-hmm. which is quite a weird one, because people loved my dad. Mm. I mean, when I went down to Gosport um, to go and visit my dad, people would say to me, uh, oh, you're Andrew McCall's daughter. <laughs> and I'd be like, yep. <laughs> and they'd go, yeah, we've been clubbing with him at Tiger Tiger. Yeah, great. Um, or, you know, the man from the Gosport Ferry, you know, mm. oh, you're Andrew's daughter. So mm. it's funny, like, he was a celebrity in Gosport and, or Goss Vegas. Yeah, I love the name Goss Vegas. Yeah, as yeah, it's yeah, commonly great. known. And he's made an impact on Gosport, I think, uh, a really positive mm. one. You know, he ran Portsmouth Harbour events and he's been very involved in sort of sailing. And... He's such the perfect person to yeah. host events. Yeah, he is. I mean, he? he's like the perfect maitre d', right? Yeah, I can he imagine was, yeah. he's a great chaperone of people and he was also i mean now this is turning into a mm. eulogy but yeah, it, yeah, yeah he was the facilitator mm-hmm. if if he was going to be a marvel hero mm-hmm. he would be the facilitator <laughs> because he i wonder how many really successful people mm-hmm. um how many people's careers were started by my dad m- m- giving them an intro to someone okay I feel yeah, like I've guy. slightly taken on that mantle. Yeah, I yes, always, always try and put that. people yeah. in touch with people or that I feel would be um, a great match or that I feel would benefit yeah. in some way. But uh, I got that from him. And he was so funny and outgoing mm. and vivacious and gregarious, but he was also like the most solid person. Mm-hmm. He was. He was... The true meaning of a rock. Yeah. You know, at, like times when I really mm. needed someone to pull something out the bag, he always fucking delivered. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, he was a good man and he was that for me and my sister and my mum. My mm. 
Gabby, you know, who's like, and for my auntie back, like for all of us, he's been but, solid. You know, you are undeniably his daughter. I am. <laughs> uh, one, because you've got such physical yeah. uh, similarities. So weird, that, that, uh, Yeah, it? you could easily see that you were his daughter. But also, you know, all those things that you describe about him are very much things that you embody as oh. well. So, um, he, you know, he is in you, yes. you know. Um, oh, I'm really gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. You talk for a bit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, well, I've had a interesting week researching things for this podcast. Oh, yeah. We talked about this, how frustrating it can be because the podcast is not a review podcast. We don't review things no. on this podcast. We recommend things. Yes, so we only really sometimes wanna, that's hard. Yeah, we only mm. want to talk about things or recommend things that we would love recommended to us or things that we think are and great. Things that we think that, that they will like. Yeah, yeah, and things and you will like. enjoy. Mm. And we don't want to bring you something that you're going to watch and go, what were they thinking? Yeah. So uh, occasionally we watch and absorb uh, stuff or buy stuff and eat stuff that we don't like. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we should do a separate one-off podcast and just list all of the things that didn't make the cut. Yes, because th- that, oh, that th- would be evil. I forget that that's the name of this podcast, something that mm. makes the cut. But there's lots of things that don't make the cut. Yeah. And I experienced two or three of these things this week. And that, what um, a waste of your time. I think that's the problem. I spent three hours watching the documentary series that in the don't, end... Don't, don't I'm not going to say what it is. Don't say um, But I, I was so angry about it because it was so You'll never badly get made. Three hours back. Yeah, um, that um, it was a problem. So, um, you know, that's one thing that's happened this week, really, is that I've wasted a lot of time watching something rubbish that I'm not going to pass on to you. You'll be pleased to know. But there are other things that I've experienced this week that uh, I'm delighted about. First of all, there's quite a good podcast I've been listening to called Marshall Matters. And oh, it's part yeah, of the Spectator. Marshall. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's part of the Spectator podcast. So you can go on there and Google and search. The Spectator for that. podcasts are really good. Do you remember Coffee Shots? Yes. I told you about. Yeah, ten minutes. Was that of... Spectator? Yeah, it's very good. So I like this guy Winston Marshall because he was the lead guitarist and banjo player in Mumford and Sons, and he was cancelled publicly by the industry he was in, and obviously uh, by Twitter and all the other things, and ended up having to give up his job, the dream job, the job he'd worked so hard for, um, because he said he liked a book. Or, in fact, he didn't even say he liked a book. He no, thought he that people should read it because he, he thought, thought it was interesting. It was interesting, yeah. Anyway, his career obviously took a bit of a turn. He had to leave Mumford and Sons for whatever reason. You can go and read about that. Um, and he's ended up kind of speaking... I guess, openly about freedom of speech, the right? idea of free speech and why he kind of got cancelled for saying something completely normal, really. But he's landed himself a, Joel, a job at hosting a podcast at The Spectator where he's just interviewed lots of really interesting people. But he did one with David Baddiel the other day, oh, I yes. guess, about the book Jews Don't Count and about mm. all of that stuff and about mm. where David sits on all of that. And I really loved it, one, because I loved David's book and I really like David's one-men shows. One-man shows? One-man shows. Um, And I think he's got something really interesting uh, to say uh, a large part of the time. So that was really good. Um, um, But I'd highly recommend people go and have a little listen to them. They're not particularly long. They're very easy to absorb. Mm. Um, But he did one with Don McLean this week, the very famous American Mm. singer who I thought was dead, actually. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I was just doing the shopping, I think, wandering around Sainsbury's, but mm. it's amazing where you just get nuggets of information from, first of all, that Don McLean's still alive and two, <laughs> you know, what his music kind of meant, what it was about, you know, how it relates to American society today, you know, all the times Don McLean perhaps would have been cancelled had he said some of the things he said back then, mm. what he said now, you know, this uh, contrast between these artists who are slightly conservative in mm. some of their kind of beliefs, but also very liberal in o- other ways. Because mm. we always categorise people on the left or on the right, but often you find that people are a mixture of both of those things and they're allowed to be, you know. Um, but anyway, I just I just thought it was really a good, easy listen. And if you're interested in art, politics, I guess, music, culture... And then what? how people think or feel. I guess the idea of this Marshall Matters is that he's already been cancelled, so people are free to say what they like here, um, which isn't a conservative idea, I don't think, although that's what people seem to brand it as. Anyway, I thought it was really good. I think um, what's interesting is that 
he's making this transition from guitarist to podcaster a very simple looking thing but actually what he's doing is quite difficult yeah and very i've spent the best part of 30 years trying to learn how to speak coherently Mm. and and yet here he is Mm. just literally kind of slid into a really good Mm. smart place it'd be interesting from yeah if he goes back to music or whether Mm. he's accepted back into music in in a significant way or what Mm. because you know there's a really couple of really good interviews with him where you said i had i had to leave the job of my dreams and Mm. he goes on to talk about how you know just to be in a band is quite a tricky thing to do Mm. to be in a band that actually you can do for a living is even harder but to be in a band that travels the world and tours to millions of people around mm. the world is a miracle. It's a miracle that that happens, you know, mm. that, that four or five people can get together and produce a piece of art that you can then replicate over and over again to thousands of millions of people around the world. It, it's unbelievably rare that that happens, a miracle, you know. And then for, for one tweet to take it all away from you, mm. this miracle, it just seems, you know, and he describes it so brilliantly and you think, God, yeah, I like it. It's just not on, you know. You know what we need? What do we need? We need him down here. Yeah. Join the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's really good as well. Yeah. We would be well, we would be too nervous, I think, around around him. He's I too don't know. Good. I think, you know, he might be like, wow, these yeah. two. He might be encouraging. I, I'd like to recommend that song, Le Cactus. Oh, my God. Which one, though? The original version? The original yeah, it is quite a good. I'm obsessed. Yeah, so there's a song called Les Cactus. Les, please, it's not. He's not a man. Les, is it Les? His name's not Les Cactus. No, that's the name of the song, though. Yeah, but it? Les. Yeah, but did you not tell me off once for pronouncing French words when you're English? You're not allowed to do that. No, you are allowed to do it. You would never say Les Cactus. But when I say Tuna Nissoise, yeah, the S is there, right? Tuna Nissoise is right, yes, because there is an E after the S. Okay. If there was no E, it would be Tuna Nissoise. Okay. But did you not have a problem with me being English, speaking French? No. No. Okay. I love it when you do that. Okay. His name mm-hmm. is Jacques Dutronc. And nice. it's from 1966. Uh-huh. And it's called Les Cactus. Which mm-hmm. is Le Cactus. Yeah. Um, and the lyrics for this song are off the charts. They're, amazing. All, they're all in French. It's basically. all in French. Yes. I've just got to tell you, any listeners. Firstly, I want to thank one of our listeners who said, please stop being so far away from the microphone oh, yeah, and okay. just get on the mic yeah. because it sounds much better. So we're doing that. If anybody prefers this way, can you please let us know? And we'll carry on doing it like this. Mm. If you prefer us away from the mic, let us know that as well and we'll yeah. move away from the mic. And then but if it's a 50-50 split, then you'll go close. I like it close. I, yeah, you'd, I can really feel your yeah, voice like inside it. my ears. I like yeah. um, so... Um, Michael does possibly the greatest rendition of this song and he sang it kind of like a karaoke the other night for me and a few mates and it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen and all our friends looked at us and were like why have you never told us he has this star quality before and when I was looking at you I thought God, you really missed a trick. You should have been, should have been the one star, in the million yeah. rock star in the band. So yeah. I think, you okay. know, you and um, mm-hmm. Win- what was his name again? Winston. 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 I think it's Winston. Yeah, Winston. Marshall. Winston Marshall. Marshall, because Great I know name. there was another guy called Winton Marsalis. Ah, okay. You who was a musician. Yep. I'm missing, messing with my Win- Winston's, Winton's. Okay, um, because I needed to talk about something positive. Yes. After what's been quite a harrowing week. Oh, so we, have we finished Les, Les, Les Cactus? I think we have, yeah. Well, I've got, I've just to uh, add to the end of it, that yeah. that's the original. But the one that I like is the, last, is the Last Shadow Puppets version. So mm. what I would recommend to people is you listen to the original mm. and also listen to the Last Shadow Puppets version, mm-hmm. which has got a bit more guts to it, but it's less authentic, I'd say. Well, also what I love in particular being yeah. a French speaker is that when you sing it, Alex Turner has already sung it and made it northern and it's French. He's singing it in French, but with a northern accent. And then you take it 
and you're singing the words that you think that he's singing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I have um, no idea what he's going on but about. It, but what is amazing is that you know all the made-up words that don't... You're not singing a language. You've basically made up a kind of secret language with Alex Turner. Yes. Of stuff that doesn't make any sense at all, but you look so fucking great when you sing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the bit where he goes, Hell yeah! Ooh, hey, yeah. Nothing. I don't know what he's on about there, but I'll just go along with it, you know. Um, so go and have a listen to that song because it is, it's very, very good. I really, really like it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What have you got for us? I am recommending a book. Mm -hmm. So Ruby Wax is kind of an amazing person, right? So she is American-born. She's a comedian, a writer. She's on the telly. She has become later on in life a massive mental health campaigner. But the way that I remember her is from Girls on Top, especially from there was a, the full wax, but especially from Ruby Wax Meets, mm -hmm. where she used to go around to people's houses And she was so funny. Mm -hmm. And then she was a script editor for Absolutely Fabulous. Oh, uh, was so she? So I remember as being a very acerbic, mm -hmm. um, often never cruel, but quite tough, you know, yeah, yeah. funny. Yeah. She, I think she did Goldie Horn's house once. She was amazing. Yes, well, she very famously interviewed Donald Trump. Yes, of course she did. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. Anyway, so she studied... Um, psychology at the university of california but she never completed her degree right and then actually she got a master's in 2013 in mindfulness-based cognitive therapy from keller college oxford and then she was she got an obe um and she got a special honors for services to mental health mm -hmm. for that and she wrote um, How Do You Want Me in 2002 and Sane New World in 2013. And she also started these um, cafes um, where sort of for frazzled, for frazzled minds, where she would help people to come and talk about their mm -hmm. issues. She's worked with neuroscientists, monks. She's really made it kind of like her life work to kind of help people come to terms with issues that they may yeah. have in dealing with life, as we know, is all very difficult. I think the, the thing is, is helping people come to terms with themselves, I think, isn't yeah. it? You know, like self-acceptance and all mm. that is virtually everything, isn't mm. it, really? Can I like myself enough to mm. be with me for the rest of my life, you know? And she's very into mindfulness. Mm. So she did another book in 2021 called A Mindfulness Guide for Survival. Mm. But this one that she's brought out, and um, I think after COVID... It is particularly important. It's called And Now for the Good News. The much-needed tonic for our frazzled world. Frazzled being her sort of catch catchphrase word. So to give you an idea, it's about all the things that we can do and that are happening mm -hmm. in the world that are great, that possibly other people, businesses, companies, um, individuals can implement to make the world a better place, but using examples of stuff already happening. So there's an introduction, then there's a chapter on community, business, education, technology, food, 
and world savers and then there's a conclusion so i think that's quite an interesting load of topics for a mental health book yeah i'm just going to read the introduction yeah sure um so you might be wondering how i can write about the future when nobody knows or has ever known what it is um when i say the future i don't mean 50 or even 20 years from now the future i'm talking about is your next breath even as i type this word by the time i get to the end of the sentence which i'm not yet that's the future hmm. okay i'm at the end of the sentence but now the future moved ahead again you can never catch up with it that's the only thing guaranteed it's always in front somewhere so why am i writing about the future when nobody knows what's going to happen I was hugely disappointed when it turned out my favourite show as a child, The Jetsons, based on what I thought was an accurate depiction of 2010, didn't pan out. Not one thing came true. No flying cars, no robotic maids, no nothing. So I'm very cynical about futurists saying that they know anything. You know where it started, with those old Greek soothsayers reading goat entrails. If they were legit, why didn't they know the empire was going to go kaput in a few years? Anyway, she says, I'm not claiming to know the future either, but I'm going to be honest with you. I decided to write this on the subject because the most popular and best-selling books are about the future and I don't mind being there either. So it's all about why do we get given bad news? Why do we get good Mm -hmm. news? How can we create more good news? The history of money, the Jewish faith, 20th century, in Patagonia, conscious capitalism. I mean, it's a fascinating... Oh, wow fascinating read and it is in fact one of those books you can pick up and just read a chunk of it and, and then put, put down. down yeah i do like that. um oh, yeah. but i feel like there's so much negative energy mm. flying about at the moment that it would really be nice yeah. if we could all consciously go mm. and be a more have a more positive impact in our communities and it doesn't have to be going out there and doing something enormous mm. i think collectively if we come together and you know, hashtag be kind was such a huge disappointment to me in a way because yeah. so many people that were hashtagging be kind, I watch troll or yeah. cancel other people, yeah. which is not hashtag be kind. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's the thing really, isn't it? It's the, it's the judgment of others. It's like, I will judge you as not being very kind. And the whole idea ultimately is, I read this some, somewhere that, that I totally believe that if you want to make the world a better place... You just make yourself a better person. Mm. That's it. Yeah. And if everybody does that, mm. everything gets better. But even if just you do it, things get better. You know. And also, that's it. being a better person, mm. I think, largely depends on uh, if you don't agree with somebody, who you share that with. Mm. You know, if you don't particularly like what someone's saying, why is it really important that you tell the world about it? Yeah, well... Why don't you just go, well, okay, in your head, I disagree with that, Mm. but I'm going to go and find some... You know positive reinforcement, that's what they use on kids. Yeah. Rather than saying you're a bad kid and you've done something terrible and I'm going to punish you for it, um, rather than noticing that they did something badly, Mm. you say, you know this morning when you made that piece of toast, I love the way you toasted it, you got Mm. it absolutely perfect. And that's going to make somebody feel really good. Yeah. But the destruction of words, the use of words as a weapon is so unbelievably Why don't cruel. you make toast like that every morning? Yes. Huh? Yes. Most well, of the time it's is, rubbish. This is, this is it in a <laughs> nutshell. Yeah. Um, um, so positiv- positivity isn't just about going, mm-hmm. oh, isn't everything great and everything's yeah, yes. beautiful. It can be very nuanced. And if we do that with our kids, why can't we do it with other human beings? Yes. Why do we have to critique? Mm-hmm. And that's social media, right? Yeah. It's an I, I, endless critique of everybody else's life. Yes. And um, the problem with social media is you can't, see, you can't act it out either. Because I mm-hmm. think the, the action of being positive is what's important as well. Mm-hmm. Is that You don't just say that to somebody, but you, you act as though you mean it. Yes. And that's where the power is, really. That's when you say it's nuanced, that it isn't mm. just about the words. It's about the action of being mm. positive towards somebody. But it's it's also the idea that, that someone gets to judge who's kind and who's not. That's mm. the thing that doesn't that doesn't sit well with be kind. It's like I'm judging you as not being kind. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. It's just about, it's just yourself you need yeah. to keep an eye on. Yeah. You don't need to judge who you, you think is being to, kind or not. And also you don't need to tell other people no, to no. be kind. It's up to them. To yeah, be it's up to them. You know, you, it's... I want to tell you about a very mm. nice kind gesture that somebody did for mm-hmm. my Auntie Becca today. Oh, yeah. So my Auntie Becca was with us obviously mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, she went to church today to go and light a candle for my dad. Ah, that's a great and she had a moment mm-hmm. and she came out and she... She was sort of having a little cry. Mm-hmm. 
And a complete stranger who was walking into the church said, hey, are you okay? And she said, yes, I'm fine. And the stranger said, would you like a hug? And she said, yes, please. (laughs) And they had a hug. And then the lady went off. God. Wow. Isn't that nice? Yeah. That is very, very nice. You know, that's what we're talking about. Mm. That so, lady made a difference yeah. to my aunt. Yeah, well, that's and a very she kind really, thing really to do. needed yeah. it. Yeah. On the subject of that, I went to see the film Belfast at the weekend. Oh, God. I was completely free and on my own Friday night. Mm. And I thought, well, I'll have a quick look what's on at the Odyssey. The Odyssey is a private cinema that opened in St. Albans a few years ago, and it's absolutely brilliant. So if you're in Hertfordshire, you're looking for a cinema to go to, the Odyssey is fantastic. Don't tell everybody. Yeah, okay, don't you'll go. never, You'll never yeah. get a ticket. It's owned by the same guy who runs the Rex in Berkhampstead as well, if anyone's been there. But they're, they're fantastic cinemas. Anyway, I went to see Belfast, which, as I heard, is the story of Kenneth Branagh's growing up in Belfast, which I didn't know, really know anything about, but it was his experience of what it was like growing up. 1969, it's set. Um, it's a fantastic cast. Jamie Dornan plays the kind of lead dad in it, who's who's superb. But uh, Judy Dench is in it as well. Um, I should probably have a little look who else in it because there's the, the lady who plays Jamie Dornan's wife is very good and I don't think I've seen her in anything before so the film is I guess a little bit about the troubles and a little bit about the culture of Belfast back then and how you had to choose sides or you were forced to choose sides really because there were aggressors on both sides I guess forcing people who were kind of moderate kind of centrist people you know Mm. didn't really want to get involved were then forced to get involved really and it's about what do you do at that point then do you stay in Belfast you know where your Mm. family is and you know their grandparents are there and everything so um Ma who uh, plays the mum is is called Katerina Balfe yeah yeah um, so I don't. She's lovely. Seen her before she's Isn't in. Isn't she? Yeah. Lovely Kat- Katrina. Katrina. Katrina Balf. So she's born in Dublin, Ireland. So uh, she had a very authentic accent. Um, but she's in Belfast. She's also in Le Mans '66, The Outlander, Escape Plan, a few other things as well. But yeah, she was just fantastic. Jamie mm. Dornan was fantastic. But the little boy in it, mm. Buddy's called, who I'm guessing plays Kenneth Branagh as a mm. young boy, is called Jude Hill, and. God, he is just fantastic. Is he? How old, how old would you say? I'd say he's probably 11, maybe, in it. Wow. And it's funny, my, my stepmom said, God, he's a spit of your dad when he was a little boy. And I think that's what I couldn't get out of my mind, is that he did look a lot like mm. pictures of my dad as a little boy. Mm. Anyway, it's the story about this little boy. And, you know, he's completely innocent, playing football, you know, loves cricket and Christmas and toys and all the rest of it. Has a fantastic relationship with his granddad. which might be the thing that triggered me. I don't know what mm. it was, but absolutely, it floored me, the film. And it's not a particularly emotional film. I mean, it it's really floored you because you called me after yeah. And um, it was just, it mm. just ticked all the right or wrong boxes, I think. Mm. Um, because I guess the troubles break out and he lives on a street that's a mixture of Catholic and Protestant, but everybody's friendly and loves each other and all the rest of it. And then mm. all the riots come. And the kids in this sense of adventure, you know, so he's forced to loot a shop with his kind of older kind of girlfriend who's trying Mm. to coax him into being in a band. And he goes into this shop and she says, get, grab stuff, grab stuff. And he's like, I don't know what to grab. And he turns around and he sees some washing powder and he thinks, I'll get that for my mum. (laughs) So he loots this shop with washing powder, you know, and he comes back to his mum and he says, he says, we've looted the shop, mum, look. And she goes, What? (laughs) And he goes, it's biological. <laughs> <laughs> and she forces him to take it back, but they're not allowed to take it back. Like the, the Protestant gangs are essentially saying, you're here to loot the shop and teach it a lesson. You're not allowed to put the stuff back. So there's all this funny, funny confusion stuff that's mm. going on there. But there's so many big laughs in it and there's so many kind of really heartfelt Poignant. moments in it. Mm. And the music is fantastic. Everything is is Van Morrison in there. So if you don't like Van Morrison, then you won't like the music. But it's a really nice selection of songs that I I know Van Morrison very well. He's absolutely riddled through my whole life, really. And I've listened to him for years. But, you know, so there's a few big Van Morrison bangers in there, Bright Side of the Road and stuff like that. But there's loads of funny little obscure kind of album tracks that a lot of people wouldn't have heard before. And they are 
perfect because one thing Van Morrison does do is embody Northern Ireland in mm. everything that comes out of him. So you just can't escape how Belfast everything is about the film. And there's two or three really nice things in it which you'll notice when you watch, and they're not spoilers by any stretch of the imagination, but they go to the cinema to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm. And the cinema's in colour, but the whole film is in black and white. So when the camera pans around to the screen, they're watching a colourful film, and then when it pans back, they're all in black and white. You know, So I don't know whether it's what Kenneth Branagh's trying to do there, whether he's just trying to, to display that, that it was a genuine escape to go to the cinema because there's another scene where they go to the theatre and watch something at the theatre and then Judy Gentry's reflection of her glasses is in colour. Wow. So you see a reflection of the, the theatre in colour in her glasses but everything else is black and white. So there's just these nice little touches in there mm. that you just kind of go, God, that's really... Clever. Yeah, and it, it just goes to show that they're watching something that's out of this world for them perhaps, mm. you know, because their world is is this slightly kind of grey, frightening place. God, it was brilliant. Anyway. Talk to me about... When it finished, it yeah. just... I was just like, oh, God. I just couldn't get out of the chair, you know. Um, Were other people like that? No, not particularly. So I don't really know what it was. And it, like I said, it's not a particularly sad film. You'll probably watch it and think, oh, why was he so emotional about that? I have no idea, really. But the bit at the end, I guess Judy Dench says something at the end and and I don't know what it was about that, I guess, that... that triggered something um but anyway it's a really good film it's the best thing i've seen in a long long time what's it got on imdb it's only got 7.3 um can i say something an hour and 38 when somebody only when something only gets that (laughs) i think that you need to you need to rate it yeah yeah i I never really rate there there look it says rate this next to the Ah, stars press that okay there you go i'm gonna give it 10 stars yeah give it up the yeah well done yeah because if you like something and you don't think it's got a high enough rating or mm. it's not as high as it deserves, then you've got to rate it. Yeah. It's really oh, not... Judy Dench looks amazing. Oh, doesn't she? And, you know, you say this about lots of films or we say about lots of films, oh, it's so beautifully shot, you know, but there is something about it that's really breathtaking mm. the way it's been filmed. I don't know if they've used very specific lenses or something, but... Historical wow. dramas as well, they have to be absolutely accurate in terms of everything in mm. the room has got to be exactly as yeah. it was back then it looks like it was extremely well done in that respect tell me about Jamie Dornan was he good yeah he's brilliant in it yeah just really good I mean you know the thing about Jamie Dornan is he's, he's very attractive and you know he's got an amazing body and you know he's very suave and charismatic and he's not particularly any of those things in this you right. know he looks a bit podgy and you know he's you know he, he looks authentically 1969 right. labourer mm. so you're not distracted by his yes. beauty at all. You know? Well, that's nice to hear because I yeah. do feel like he's been very typecast. He has, and this is definitely outside of anything I've I've seen him do mm. before. And I wasn't going to talk about this particularly, but it just slightly caught my attention. I'd forgotten about it. But it's, what Belfast? Yeah. It, oh, I'm glad you've told yeah, us about it. it. We just it just um, came along. But it, I've got one more. It, one when more it thing. comes out, if you oh, want to go, or, I or go. we'll watch it, or we'll get it on Amazon oh, and watch go. it one night. Because you know what's so funny mm. about this podcast? Once we've recommended something and I haven't seen it, I just feel like seeing it is a waste of time because I can't talk about it on the podcast because <laughs> yeah, we already have. Know, yeah. Is that terrible? <laughs> yeah. Um, I quickly want to talk about um a town, and then yeah. maybe that's our last. Yeah, thing, yeah. But... Okay, I'll sit. I'm going to save these for next. Um, time. I am enjoying bringing different towns and places to visit around yeah. the country and I'm very lucky because my job takes me to various places um, that I wouldn't always get to go and see mm. and it means that at the same time as doing my job I can also do a bit of kind of cultural exploration and enjoy something um, a place or somewhere I, I hadn't been I hadn't even thought about going to this place um, and that is I don't know how you say it Hayworth Hayworth yeah Hayworth um, in Bradford Oh, yeah, you were up in Yorkshire, right? I was in Yorkshire. Aye. Well, I can't tell you mm. what this village town was yeah. like. Yeah. It was extraordinary. So it's called Bronte Country because the Bronte sisters live there. Um, there's loads to do. There's lots of things to visit. Um, you can go on trains. You can go to the Bronte Waterfalls. Mm. Um, There are places like the Cabinet of Curiosities. Um, On the kind of high street of um, Hayworth, which is like an old high street, 
I'm pretty sure, judging by the view, that possibly that advert... Oh, God, I'm sorry. The Horvis advert. The Horvis advert <laughs> yes. was filmed well, on was, this street. It probably was. It was certainly filmed in Yorkshire. I'm, sorry I'm quickly going to show yeah. you a picture of it, Michael, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see if you think that um, it was it. Oh, wow, yeah. I mean, it certainly looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. It was. It's stunning Yorkshire. Oh, my God. It was a cobblestone high street. Yeah. And there was a pie shop there um, called Hunters of Hayworth. And it had artisan pies, basically posh pies. Yeah, yeah. But it was your kind of place. Good. It was extraordinary. Uh Loads of lovely cafes and um, restaurants. There was an amazing ceramic shop in the high street as well. And it did make me realise that it is so nice to visit places where the huge chains and... um, Mm -hmm. Uh, They haven't reached, have they? They they haven't reached there. So you did really get a kind of taste of Yorkshire artisans Mm -hmm. coming to kind of these beautiful, quaint little shops in the middle of nowhere, gorgeous pubs and um, lots of lovely cafes and restaurants. Mm. Actually, it was Keeley, wasn't it? Keithley. Keithley. Yeah. I keep wanting to call it Keeley because there's no th. Yeah, let's have a look. It's K-E-I-G-H-L-E-Y. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I'm pretty sure they pronounce it Keithley. Keith- Keithley. Keithley, yeah. Because um, I kept going, it's Keeley, and you were like, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, okay, yes, I do. Um, what's it interesting, when my mum and dad separated when I was about nine years old, my dad moved to Ilkley, and mm. um, he had a family there, and then I... You know, I lived with my mum and my brother in, in Leyland. Mm. But every weekend I went to Ilkley. And then I knocked around Keithley, Otley, Yearden. Yearden. Skipton. Yeah. Grass, uh, Grassington um, and all these places. And, and what I used to do from about 13 years old onwards, yeah. me and my friends would get dropped off at a campsite in Yorkshire. Yes, I can't um, believe this. With our bikes and a five-man tent and a little two-man tent. And we would be left there for a week. I literally can't, I can't believe this. We'd get a visit on Wednesday night from either Matt Huff's dad or my dad would turn up, <laughs> make sure we were still alive, and then we'd get picked up again the following Saturday. How old? 13 was when I we first did it. it. Then we did it when we was 14, then we did it when we was 15. Yeah, it's quite weird, isn't it? that's why you're so intrepid. Yeah, and, and we'd cycle all day. We'd get up in the morning, have a fry up on the oh, old camping amazing. stove, and then we'd cycle all around these towns and villages. That so exactly great. what you're talking about. And they are stunning. I mean, I am a Lancashire lad through and through, but mm. it doesn't even compare com- to Yorkshire. The Yorkshire is so beautiful. I mean, around every corner that we drove, yeah. I was like, oh, wool, trees, yeah. fields, the scenery uh, and is And the valleys, epic. like are these great epic. big valleys and mountains Huge and stuff valleys. like that. Yeah. And all that stone walling mm. is so immaculate. It's been there for centuries. And, There's... And I- I know there are beautiful bits of Lancashire, so you don't need to message me about that. Like, I I know, I lived there for years. We love Lancashire. But consistently across Yorkshire, the town planners and whoever have been there have done a much, much better job of maintaining the kind of historical character Mm. of Yorkshire in a way that Lancashire has has not <laughs> well i can i can i can really highly highly recommend yeah. a website called visitbradford.com it's got a lovely section on it called spring back 2022 okay so after a couple of years of basically shutting down um they've got all lots of events staged in shipley bingley hayworth keithley ilkley and wibsney Wibsy, mm-hmm. Wibsy, mm-hmm. and um, things like a day of witches and wizards, which oh, Holly yeah. would love, <laughs> on Saturday the nineteenth of March. That's in um, Hayworth. Then we've got um, Ilkley streets are going to burst into life in spring with an outdoor celebration for the whole family. That's on Saturday the twenty sixth of March. There's loads of really creative. Mm. There's a beer fest for you, of course. Yeah, amazing. That's in Bingley on the nineteenth of March at Bingley Town Square. So tons of fun things to do. Just mm. go to visit bradford.com but i can't recommend the countryside yeah enough it's absolutely it is great breathtaking and the the beer is very good there mm. you know the draft what would you call bitter. it i was going to say is it bitter it's bitter i always drink there but it never tetley's was my favorite in yorkshire but you couldn't drink it in shut up there's not a beer called tetley's tetley's yeah you've never heard of tetley's i don't i don't drink out there no, i haven't I done for don't. 30 years okay, so i've yes, just like okay. forgotten but yeah so tetley's bitter i mean tetley's in, tea in yorkshire Do they, is it the same people I think tetley's is yorkshire as well actually maybe god, god so yorkshire tea and tetley's tea is that a thing <sighs> 
I'm looking it up now. Um, but Tetley's didn't travel very well. It didn't taste the same in Lancashire. It oh, it oh really? really do you think they brewed some in Lancashire as well so it wasn't the I same brewery it was it just tasted different but I'll tell you what they used to do you'd have loved this so there was this pub in Ilkley called the Wheatley um, everything ends in a lip I, I was just going to say yeah. Ilkley Keely Keely yeah Bingley um, yeah and my brother lives in Burley and Wharfdale of course Burley Burley but they used to do this thing <laughs> in the Wheatley so it was roast dinners on a Sunday till three o'clock so yeah. we'd go down, you'd have a roast dinner and all the rest of it. Yeah. And then you'd have a, I'd have a couple of pints of tetleys with me dad. And then at the end of yeah. the sitting, the chef would bring out onto the bar mm. a huge bowl of leftover Yorkshire pudding. Shut up. And no, any roast told potatoes. Me this before. This yeah. is too good. Yeah, yeah. And then roast potatoes as well. Anything that hadn't, you know, not that they'd taken them off people's plates, but stuff that just hadn't been served. Bowl of Yorkshire puddings. Bowl of roast potatoes and a vat of gravy. Shut up. And then everyone could help themselves. Do you know, we, <laughs> Michael and I sat in a car the other day and we went down fantasy lane yeah. of what what kind of publicans we would be. So oh, I would be a teetotal pub. publican, which I think yeah. is the best kind of publican. Mm. You're never going to get high in your own supply. No, no. Very good. And yeah. we would just, you'd be doing that for a start, right? Yorkshire puds, gravy Completely and potatoes on, on the bar for yeah, free yeah. for everybody. Because how much would it cost you? I mean, not as much as a hefty marketing campaign to draw yeah. people in. If you just said, look, I'm going to put 60 Yorkshire puddings out on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, all you've got to do is come and buy two or three pints or non-alcoholic drinks or whatever it would be. I'd love to run a pub, even if it's just for a month. So, um, <clears throat> Tetley yep. is... Um, from uh, Camellia sinensis, evergreen tree of um, a family of trees that I can't pronounce, oh, indigenous to China. It came over to the UK. The story of tea is as old as nature itself, but we've been drinking tea on these shores for over 350 years. It took an exciting turn in the year 1930s, 1837 when the Tetley brothers went into business in Yorkshire, <gasps> in so England. Is that this is the brief history of tea and the Tetley tea bag. But I'm just wondering if... Tetley's bitter and um, Tetley's tea Tetley's bitter and tea are related and it doesn't tell us that. I'm just trying to get up to present day, 1856. So, to... so Joseph Tetley, um, the Tetley brothers moved to Callum Street, London, just yards from the tea auctions. Wholesale tea dealers. Wow. The tea leaves would have come in on boats, right? And then they would have, you would have auctioned for, for boxes of leaves. What's brewing? It's not beer. It's not beer. It's just tea. Mm. They've got squash, Tetley kind of tea squash. Have they? Yeah. Well, like peach Look at this. tea. Look at this. Oh my god! Oh yeah. So that it's kind of like a squash, but it's infused with vitamins, mm -hmm. and it's got um, kind of immune super green tea and vitamin C tea. Ah, vitamin C tea. Yeah. Vitamin C. I love this equation for the perfect cuppa. Yeah, well, it's obviously nothing to do with Tetley's Bitter, but I might nip down to Sainsbury's and get myself a four-pack for tonight and have a little drink yeah. of Tetley's like okay. the old days. Okay, well, I'll take a picture. Uh, very good. Okay, so let's, let's wrap Can this I up just today. I very think, quickly yes. want to say something yeah, to course. you. Mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you. Mm -hmm. You were amazingly supportive. I did a classic me and um, told you I didn't need you. I was fine. Yeah. And you did exactly what I needed you to do. Just turn up. Which was not listen to me at all. Yeah. <laughs> this is and, yesterday, by the and way. And you sent me a text mm. and you went, I know you're going to tell me not to come, but I know you need me to come, so I'm coming whether you mm. like it or not. And it was the best thing. Oh. I really needed it. Thank you well, very much. Well, literally, I would have not liked it to have not been there. No, well, um, it meant a lot no, to all of us. And, Thank um, you. That's, it's a total pleasure, honestly. Mm. Um, I'm delighted. Um We'll do a couple of shout-outs and then uh, call it a day this week. Um, so, first one is from uh, Connective underscore Healing. Uh, and she says, uh, just been listening to your episode about mixtape of your life. It's motivated me to putting together a playlist for my 50th later in the year. Loving the podcast. It reminds me of sitting in the chair, hair being cut, and you <laughs> talking to your audience. Uh, so this is uh, Claire. She was called Claire Jackson. And um, we dated for a while, actually, me and Claire. Claire, right. Okay. Mm. But is, am I going to have to challenge her to I a think, duel? I think she shares the same birthday as you. 
No. I think so. Remember oh, I had that, three girlfriends okay, all I, on the same I birthday. Won't, I won't challenge her to yeah, a duel. Okay. What, you've um, had three girlfriends with the same birthday? I think so, yeah. yeah. 16th of October, because, you know, yeah, every I time mean, I say that, you go, what? Claire, you'll have to text me if it's the 16th of October. It might be but, the 15th of October, maybe. It's still pretty close, though, isn't it? It's not the same day. It's the same star sign. I've had three girlfriends with the same star sign. I've never been out with a Taurian. Have you not? Nope. It's pretty good, right? It's amazing. Pretty good, pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty. Um, but Claire is saying here, it reminds me of sitting in the chair, hair being cut and you talking to your audience. Because she was a model for me. And I used to cut her hair in front of oh. an audience of people back when I was a teacher. Uh, Where was this? This was been at Weller. So in London? In London, probably oh in about God. 1994, 95. I love it. Uh, yeah, and she was at university, I assume doing like psychology or something like that. Um, also, I know it's a few years old, but two recommendations which uh, we loved watching was American Gods and The A Word. Fantastic series. Don't What's that? Oh, I'm going to have to yeah, look those up those on up. my favourite uh, Thank you, app. Claire. Just watch. Very nice to hear from you. Um, I got very drunk at her house and urinated in her bedroom once. Do you know, I, it's all boys. It, that's a rite of passage. Yeah, it is, isn't I, it? I've had more bits of furniture weed in than I care mm. to mention by the only time I've ever done it. brothers of friends who've... Mm. But you're not alone. No. But, you know, a friend of Holly's pissed on my sofa yeah, yeah, at her did, 18th didn't birthday. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, I would have been 21. I was with Pip, uh, would you believe? And I got yes, I would believe it, actually. In middle of the night and, and urinated. <laughs> Everybody laughed at me while I did it and then got back into bed. Because you think that it's your bed. I mean, you think it's the loo. Yeah. Yes, I've gone to the loo. Um, oh, Julie. Julie Geld- Geldard. You've written an epic here. Do you want me to read it? No, 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 I'll, I'll get through it. Let's have a little look. So it says, hello both. I've discovered an amazing podcast series called Awards Chatter. I love it already. It's hosted by Scott Feinberg, who you may or may not know is an experienced and reputable journalist in the US. He's hosted over 400 podcasts and each one is an in-depth interview, usually with some kind of A-list actor, musician, etc. I'm loving it and I've listened to such uh, people as Jodie Comer, The Edge and Bono, Boom, uh, from you two, Anthony Hopkins, Jamie Dornan, Billie Eilish, and her brother, uh, her brother, oh yeah, uh, Brian Cranston. Oh my God, the list is brilliant. Amelia Jones, an amazing actor, um, Alid Jones's daughter. Oh, wow. About this before, yeah, who starred in Coda. Yeah. A uh, recommendation. Which oh my God, can I just say, she film. is... She is fascinating to listen to and seems so much older than her 20 oh my years. God, she's amazing. Might suggest with so many to choose from, there is something for everyone. My next listen will be Barbara Streisand. Oh my God, followed by Margot Robbie. This, this is great. Um, mate, so it was a long one, it's called, but it was absolutely worth it. It was. So it's called Awards Chatter and it's a podcast uh, hosted by a brilliant um, j- j- journalist by the looks of things. doesn't say who the journalist is. Scott. Um, oh, Scott Feinberg. 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 F-E-I-N-B-E-R-G. Feinberg. Uh, um, great. I also uh, just want thanks, to say, Julie. Coda, we've got to re... We, I want I've not you seen to, that. You're watching yeah. it with me. It's one of the most moving things I've ever watched. We've had a lot of messages about the film. I know. This is can I just ooh, yeah. ooh, Can I just tell my listeners? Yeah. Turns out a friend of mine, Georgie, she called me up and she went, oh my God, my sister mm-hmm. is a Thermomix representative and she's going to come and do you a demonstration at your house. So I have invited, I'm having a Thermomix demonstration party. Yeah. Well, really excited. This is You're what, coming. This is as Bethan Hayward has said. Please, 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 can I do a Thermomix demo? Oh, uh, oh I would so love it. Sorry, to the thermo- I've got one. Got one in London, Solihull, and Portugal. I'll I mean, get you. Those, those three places. Jesus. You know, like it says, John Frieda, London, <laughs> Paris, New York. Um, London, Solihull and Portugal, they should she be She sounds on, like on she's really got her life sorted, right? Yeah, she really right? does. Well um, done, Bethan. Yeah, Bethan, we would, we would have you over, but... Um, I've got it sorted. We've got it sorted. One last one, it's another big one. Um, AJ Willard mm-hmm. Rowe, D and M, love what you do on the podcast. I live in Tunbridge Wells and I'm constantly in hope of bumping into you in Sainsbury's. Oh my God, AJ, yeah. if you ever do see yeah. me in Sainsbury's, or me. say hi. yeah. Or Michael. Yeah. Or Michael. Um, but we just, so I can gush <laughs> to you about it in person. Yeah, well, please do that. We love gushing. Uh, I'm a fab rep- recommendation for you. My boyfriend and I went to see a show in the West End called The Ocean at oh. the End of the Lane. Oh. It's based on a book by Neil Gaiman. Uh, and we got uh, last-minute tickets on an app called Today Ticks. Oh, great. That's oh, good God, to know. I'll that is a that. really good Another recommendation. idea. Fab place to get reasonably priced uh, last-minute tickets, official tickets for the West End Productions. Ours were £32 each, 
uh, and we booked two hours before the performance. That's brilliant. I tried to wow. get in the Book of Mormon not long ago. Me and Joel were pottering around London. Mm. And I said, do you want to go and see the Book of Mormon? And we went and they said, no, it's completely sold out. But this app might have had some tickets for us. Mm. Knowing nothing about the show or the book, I wanted to take a chance. It was amazing, from the music to the lighting to the cast. Just the right level of spooky. It's an absolute blinder, and it's on at the Duke of York Theatre in London. I love the Duke of York, it yeah. won't disappoint. Keep doing what you're doing. Love it. God, what a brilliant That is brilliant a very, so very good recommendation. It's Today Ticks, T-I-X. Um, but that's brilliant. And then and the, the ocean at the end of the lane. The lane, yeah. Funny. It is great when you just impromptu go somewhere. Years ago, I was at the cinema, and we went. me and Keely went to see some movie, and it wasn't on. And we said, well, what else is on? And they said, there's this thing called Peter's Friends on. And I was like, well, let's go and see that. Mm. Have you ever seen it? Stephen, Stephen Fry film. No. Oh, my oh, God. Really? It was fan. This is another bloody recommendation. Yeah. So this is an old, uh, an old film. It's got Josie Lawrence in it. And who was the comedian from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Who, oh, who, um, who, who Tony. Got, Tony, yeah. He became an alcoholic. Yes. And it was a documentary about him recently. Time. Yeah. He was very So funny. he's in it. Kenneth Branagh um, wow. and his ex-wife, what's she called? Thompson. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson's God, in it. So nice I mean, that I can remember. Yeah, so you know, my brain's gone do the lally. It is a brilliant film about a little weekend away and they go and see Stephen Fry. He's obviously playing a character. And it's about these couples and how different they all behave around each mm. other. Um, but it, it boils down to why Stephen Fry hasn't got a partner. Mm. Anyway, it's called Peter's Friends. And it's an example of this where you just go and see something because... Tony Slattery. Tony Slattery, that's it, Oh, God, it's it, like yes. doing a poo. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, if you're, if you're stuck with something to watch, I remember that film being absolute knockout. Something fairly similar was mm-hmm. a film called The Big Chill. Oh, uh, yes. Which has also got the mm. best soundtrack ever. Okay. I don't know if it would be on anywhere. Um, what you often find is you go on Spotify, someone's made the soundtrack for you, because I went to find the Belfast one, which you can't get on Spotify, but somebody's pieced all the Van Morrison songs together and all the other bits and you can now just click it on shuffle and, oh, and watch right. it. So definitely search for that on Spotify, okay, by the I way, will. if you like a bit of Anne the Man. Um, great. It's been very nice to do this. Yeah, thank and, you. Um, and thanks. Oh, my God. Yeah, great. Is that a, uh, you're a dog, dog bark there? She's, yeah. okay. she, wants she wants attention. Walking. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to give it a quick Let's walk. Um, have a lovely weekend, everybody. Uh, happy March. Happy March. And... Um, should we take a week off next week? We're away next week. Or should we do a podcast while we're away? I think we should take a week off. Yeah, I think we could probably do with a week off. Okay, let's do that. Um, we'll be back with a vengeance, but we're going to take next week off. Yes. Look how we did that. We just spontaneously made that decision. That's just like when you work for yourself. It's like, I'm the boss. I'll say what goes. We're going to take a week off. I'm going to sign off because Bo needs me. Yeah, okay. Bye, take everyone. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.